Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. You know what I want to congratulate us on? (laughs) What? No dog barks during the entire pitch. My dogs, your dogs, all totally quiet. Oh, my gosh. Well, I had Adam take mine to the dog park, so that's the reason for that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I could not risk it. Oh, Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the perpetual waiting game. We've also got an HIHWFH segment that will improve your quality of life. And in this week's Amplify, we talk about a memoir from a child star. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack will impress your coworkers on Zoom. But first, we have an update. In episode 291, we had a holiday Hollywood hack, which was get someone exactly what they ask for. And this was inspired by a conversation in our Facebook group. After that conversation, by the way, the person posted that she did get the person exactly what they asked for. Yes, I saw that. I know. I was so happy. (laughs) And we also heard from a listener. She said, just want to say the most recent episode of the excellent podcast, Hidden Brain, is all about social science research on gifting. And it is totally in line with what you say about giving people what they ask for. In fact, the lead researcher interviewed for the story says he and his wife keep a shared Google Doc as their wish list because research shows that people spend so much on gifting and most gifting misses the mark. Also, fascinatingly, studies show that gift givers think recipients want surprise, but recipients actually don't value surprise that much at all. That is fascinating. Yes. Um, And that came from Heather in Denver. So, Sarah, this topic is like everyone's a buzz about it. I guess so. I will certainly be listening to that episode of Hidden Brain. Yes. And we will link to that. Heather sent the link and we'll put the link in the show notes if anyone wants to go listen to that. And then Sarah, our second update, which is very important, is that Fantasy Island season two premieres Monday, January 2nd at 8 p.m. on Fox. So please watch. 
Seven Central. You're usually the person who says Seven Central. Oh, so that's now I'm right. Pipe up. Se- seven Central. Seven Central. <laughs> okay, let's dive into from the treadmill dust oven, which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's reminding ourselves that it's always a waiting game. Yes, and this came up because we are waiting and waiting and waiting for a season three pickup of Fantasy Island. And it's at the stage where, like, we're meeting with writers, we're doing the whole deal, but we don't have an actual pickup. And the wait, oh, I mean, it's just brutal. Yeah. And what's funny is every single time we go through this process, We feel like we've never had to wait before. Like, this is the longest wait. We can't take it. We need an answer. My jaw starts clenching. It becomes hard to sleep. And so we were talking about that. Like, this is the longest we've ever had to wait. And then we sort of realized, oh, wait, no, that's not true. We always have to wait this long. Always. And I mean, I guess it's good that we forget it later, but (laughs) it's just so awful every time. And we literally were talking about when we were waiting to find out if we were going to get staffed on our very first primetime show, which was Glory Days. And it was a Kevin Williamson show on what was then the WB. And I mean, it was months of waiting, wasn't it? Yeah, Sarah, that was literally months. I mean, I think it might have been a good four months. And they kept telling us it's going to be picked up. It's going to be picked up. And when it's picked up, they're going to offer you a job. But, I mean, we were in despair. You and I would go to Runyon Canyon because that's when we lived near Runyon Canyon. And we would hike Runyon Canyon. And we would be worried that we had no cell service during our hike because we were so desperate for an answer that we didn't want there to be a moment (laughs) where we couldn't have the phone uh, accessible. And when we got to the top, we would like find a spot where (laughs) there was service and check our messages. And for months, there there were no messages. Well, and the thing about it that is so... I mean, exactly like what we're experiencing now is there was a sense that it was imminent. Like for months on end, we had the sense that it was going to happen any second. And that never went away. We felt that way month one. We felt that way month two. We felt that way month three. We felt it was like it just felt more imminent, if that's even possible. And I mean, fortunately, that did happen. Yes. I mean, thank goodness, because that really did launch our career. And it can just be so hard when you're waiting for that one important break. Of course, we didn't know still how tenuous the whole thing was. Once we got that, we thought, oh, we're good now. Like, our career will just <laughs> soar from here Float on out. along. But that was probably one of the happiest days of our lives when we finally did get the call. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, it was happiness, but also relief. Just not having to be in that place of waiting was so liberating. So we're back in this waiting place. What can we do? You know, one thing that's hard now is back in the day, you and I would hike together almost every day to kind of just pass the time and distract ourselves. But now that you're in Ojai and I'm here, we're really not doing that. 
I know. Um, yes. So what can we do in, I mean, we should each be hiking independently. And I think you are, I, I have been a bad hiker. Um, let's see. I don't know. I mean, really the best thing we can do is just live our lives and not be too stressed about it. It's but it's true. hard. Because there's nothing we can do. It's one of those situations where it's out of our hands completely. There is absolutely nothing yes. we can do to make a season three happen. And worrying no. about it isn't going to impact the outcome. And I do think there will be a season three because I think there's no reason for there not to be a season three. But nonetheless, we fret. We fret. So yes, we fret. exactly. And I am tired of fretting. I am tired of fretting. What do you all do, listeners, when you are in the waiting game time? I mean, high schoolers go through this with applying to college. Now, there is, oh my a, gosh. There is an end point there, though. Like, you know, by this date, you'll hear from a college. Right. You know, we always say yes in Hollywood. Yes comes right away. No never comes. That's true except for... <laughs> In the case of waiting for a show to get picked up, in which yes. it feels that yes and no never come. Right. <laughs> but I would love to know what others do when they're waiting, when they're playing the waiting How game. do you get through this? We need help. Yes, we do. And every week we hope, well, geez, hopefully next week on the podcast, we'll be announcing a season three of Fantasy Island. Yeah. Well, once again, Sarah, next week, I hope that this we're is updating not that this. episode. I hope we're updating. Me too. Coming up, we have a happier in Hollywood work from home segment that will make you happier. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. 
This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Okay, Liz, it's time for our work from home segment, our H-I-H-W-F-H segment. And today we're talking about not treating the permanent like it's temporary. Don't treat the permanent like it's temporary. Liz, what does that mean? All right. Well, at the start of the pandemic, we all thought that we'd be working at home for like a short amount of time, maybe a couple weeks, then it was a month, then it went longer. And Sarah, now years have passed and many of us are either full-time or part-time still working at home. And we don't think that's going to change. It very well may be that from now on, we do a lot of our work at home. But I think a lot of people are still sort of acting as if it's temporary. Yes, I certainly have been. I have a very temporary space set up in my new house. I can't make myself make it a permanent space. I've been here almost a year. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. still like a total jumble. But I have decided that that needs to change because this isn't temporary. It is permanent. Well, in some fashion. And this reminds me, Sarah, Unhappier with Gretchen Rubin in episode 406, we talked about upgrading the makeshift, which I think applies here. Mm. It's like if you've been using your dining room chair, for instance, to sit in front of your computer for eight hours a day, that's not a good idea. Like upgrade and get an actual office chair. And that applies here. It's like, what can we do to make this feel like, I guess, regular life rather than, you know, dropping in. Exactly. Yes. And I'm going like whole hog. I am diving deep into making things permanent because I'm building an office. I'm building an office in my backyard and I have seldom been so excited about anything in my life. (laughs) So I want to tell me about it. So how big is it? Is it now is it going to have a bathroom? Yeah, it's not an ADU because that process is just too complicated. Uh. And that would be with a bathroom. So it's literally just going to be a rectangular space with a door and windows. And I'm going to, oh my God, I'm so excited about it. I've already figured out how the furniture is going to be laid out. I, I want to have wallpaper, like mm. really bright colored wallpaper on one wall. Like I am just like deep into it. But one of the things, you know, we record a podcast every week, you may be aware. And every week I'm like, okay, move my computer back, put the books so the mic stand can be higher. Where's my iPad going to go? I have to put something on the floor to pad the sound. There's a towel on my desk. And if I move anything for another meeting, then I have to reassemble everything every week. So in this office, I'm going to have a dedicated podcast space. And Chuck, you're going to be very happy to hear this. We need to have a conversation before that about like, what will be the best stuff to put in there to make, mm. you know, recording easier. So I'm just like, oh, 
I, I cannot wait. This is this is a permanent solve. <laughs> well, it's funny you're doing that, Sarah. I, I just keep wanting to move because I feel like I love our house, but we did not buy the house with the idea that like everyone would be working from home. Right. So I don't know. I'm I I spend a lot of my free time just like browsing real estate sites. I'm not doing it yet, but for sure I I have that urge because I think at least for you and I, we are going to be doing this for a long time. Yes, I mean at least you know part time, minimum part time working from home, and sometimes all the time working from home. So yeah, we need the dedicated space for sure. And then we're also talking about, Sarah, that since we are all working from home, enjoy the things about working from home that you can't when you go into an office. So I guess the question is, what can you do if you are realizing, oh, wait, this is a permanent thing? What can you do? Like move a refrigerator into your office space, a little mini fridge so you can get drinks, Something like that would be, I, like, I did that in my haphazard office. <laughs> I yeah. put a fridge in here, and it really helps. Well, and I know someone who did all of their working from home um, in a closet. So it's like, if you're doing that because you have kids and, you know, you have to create space in a closet, then yeah. make it a little tiny office. Put in a rug. Right. Paint it. Put in the shelves, like all of those things that will make you happy in the space, not make you feel like you're half in, half out. And then, of course, Sarah, I have to plug, it's an investment, but I have to plug getting a treadmill desk because that is something, if you're home and you have a place for a treadmill desk, it makes a huge difference. And I think it's something that when you're working in an office feels like more of a, I don't know, an imposition or something. Like you feel a little bit weirder about moving in your big treadmill desk, but at home you can do it. Right. And you're right. We are not hiking together, but we are often on our treadmill desks together <laughs> talking. Yes. I don't know that that counts, but it's our a heads good start. bob up and down together. <laughs> exactly. And I do think I mentioned the chair, but I think having a comfortable place to sit is a really important part of treating your space like it's permanent. Yes. And I think also being aware of the light. Like as I'm sitting mm. here, my um, the light is kind of glaring in at my eyes. <laughs> and, and I don't really care because this is a temporary space. But if this were a permanent space, I would need to think about what can I do to make just this environment more pleasant. I would either do curtains, I don't know, but I think often we're not aware of light, but I have a yes. room in my house that has zero overhead lighting and suddenly <laughs> I have become very aware of light and what a massive difference it can make <laughs> in your enjoyment of a space. Well, and speaking of light, get blue light glasses. Make sure either yes. get blue light glasses if you don't wear glasses, or if you do wear glasses, make sure that your lenses have the blue light blocker, whatever it is, because that can make a big difference if you're working on Zoom. Yes. So we would love to hear from our listeners about things you have done yes. to make your workspace permanent and better and happier. And then we also, I mean, the thing about working from home is there are benefits. Yes. Yeah. You want to make sure you're doing what you can do at home that you can't do at the office. Like I know you are spending a lot of time with your chickens. I find whenever I'm stressed, if I just go in the backyard and watch the chickens for like five minutes, 
it really soothes me. It's very, it's like taking a Xanax without mm. taking a Xanax. The chickens <laughs> are my Xanax. <laughs> well, that is a powerful statement. I know. Yes. And I can uh, cuddle with the dogs for you know, moments here and there. So there are, there are benefits. <laughs> and as you said, would love to hear whatever other people are doing. Okay, Sarah, it is time for Amplify, in which we amplify the work of women and people of color. And today, I am so excited about what we are going to amplify, which is a memoir called I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Yes, so her website describes the book like this. It's a heartbreaking and hilarious memoir by iCarly and Sam and Cat star Jeanette McCurdy about her struggles as a former child actor, including eating disorders, addiction, and a complicated relationship with her overbearing mother, and how she retook control of her life. Yeah, and Sarah, you and I both listen to it. She reads it. And it is just, it's a really powerful book, especially I think being in Hollywood and, you know, having a, a, a big awareness of child stars. And like, this is a really great account of what she went through as a child star with a stage mother who um, really controlled her life. Yes. And I have to say her reading of the book is so engaging and it's interesting because it sort of evolves over time, like from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. In her performance of the book, you can hear her growth. It was absolutely fascinating to me. And also for me as like a girl mom, mm. that sense of like how powerful moms are and can be was so like it really kind of shook me i was like oh my god you know um the way daughters think about their moms it's it's a lot it's big i certainly felt that level of connection with my mom where it's like if they judge you it's like the hugest thing in the world and you must please them and that really comes out in this book and it's tragic and beautiful and funny. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I think some people are turned off by the title, I'm Glad My Mom Died. But I will say, once you read the book, I think the title will seem like a really great, perfect title. I happen to love it because it just, you know, grabbed me. As soon as someone said there's a book called I'm Glad My Mom Died, I was like, I must read that. Of course, Sarah, I feel the opposite about my mom. That's no statement on my mom. It's just that I thought, geez, I can't imagine feeling that way. And I must find out why she did. Exactly. And I've heard her talk about the title in interviews. And she's just like, just you'll get it. You'll totally get it when you yeah. read the book. And yes, it is true. Okay, so read I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And you know what? Let us know on Facebook what you thought of it. If you want to join our Facebook group, just search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood, and then you can join our discussion. Next up, Liz, we have what may be my favorite Hollywood hack ever. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Make your background wall a talking point. Yes, so this has come up several times recently. And what's funny, Sarah, is that we have talked about Zoom backgrounds before. Yeah. But this is a bit of a spin on that. Yes. So it sounds so dull. Make your background wall a talking point. But let me tell you, we have seen some of the most amazing background walls in the last couple weeks. I can't even tell you. Okay. So one example, we had a Zoom with a writer who behind her had Etsy prints of her favorite TV and film characters. And it's like mostly women. And you look at it and you're like, okay, that is really cool. I have to ask about this. And it was beautiful. And she was also very engaging, but I couldn't keep my eyes off the cool wall behind her. Like there's a really fabulous one of Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag. And they're all behind her and they're just like, it makes it really bright And also, it's such a great conversation starter. Yeah, it's an icebreaker. And then, Sarah, we were remarking on this, and then on the heels of that, we talked to another writer who had wallpaper, actual wallpaper made of the TV Guide covers that he had been collecting, I think, since he was a kid. So it was all these, like, 60s and 70s and, I'm sure, 80s TV Guide covers, including the original Fantasy Island, which, of course, we love seeing. And his partner had, like, scanned in the covers, and then they'd had a wallpaper made. And it was so cool. Yes. Apparently, for those who live in L.A., there's a place in Van Nuys that will make custom wallpaper for you. (laughs) It was amazing. And he also, by the way, had a like a I couldn't tell if it was a 60s or 70s era television behind him that he had gotten at the Rose Bowl flea market, which is one of the most wonderful things to go to ever. So the whole thing, it just created such a sense of like identity and whimsy. It was amazing. And then those are two examples of people who had like TV-related things or movie-related things behind them. Um, But we were remembering that when we first met with our season two writer's assistant, Mark, on Fantasy Island, he had a collection of artwork of his dog behind him. And as a dog person forever, and you as a new dog person, of course, we were like, oh, who's that? And it was a fun way to just like find out a little bit about him and and make him just so likable, which he is. Yeah. And I think part of it is, you know, we're like so many people back to the work from home are trying to get to know each other on Zoom, which is not easy. Yeah. And so having a talking point, not only is it nice for the person who's looking at you on the screen, but it's it just an easy way to talk and get to know each other. And as you said, like present something of yourself. So yes, that is something you'll have to think about in your new office. 
It is. Oh, my goodness. This is exciting. It's going to be fun. I have a door behind me most of the time, which is not great. So (laughs) I have. Yeah. And Adam's like really old Mac computer from like the the 90s. (laughs) Which is a talking point. Almost everybody brings it it up. It is. Yep. (laughs) And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole 30s, Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Spain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So, Sarah, do we think this week we will hear about a season three? I mean, yes, but I said that last week and the week before and the week before. I'm going with a yes. I'm going with a yes. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Excellent. It's going to happen. From the Onward Project.